0: Hi, I'm Melody Hilton
1: and I'm Joel Hilton
0: and I'm Katie Stansfield and we're back with another episode of Life Exchange. Um, just a reminder, uh, we would love it very much if you would rate and review our show on your podcast platform of choice, especially Spotify and Apple. Those are our, those are the biggest two. They make the biggest difference. Um, so we would love it if you would do that for us. Um, but today we're going to talk... Uh, these questions are a little bit more personal probably than we usually do. Um, they're not listener questions. They're just a little bit more about uh, our our lives so if you ever wanted to uh, to know more about us today's your day well mom
1: mom was like saying oh wow I really enjoyed these questions and I hadn't looked at them and then when I looked at them to prepare for them I'm like I hate these questions actually
0: <laughs> when I prepped these questions I thought Joel might just send me an email and be like no But I didn't hear that, so
1: that's what happens (laughs) when you procrastinate. You can't tell you we can't do these questions uh, an hour before we record it. Because I figured
0: this is not you don't love divulging personal (laughs) information.
1: Well, so uh, this might be a silent episode for me. We'll see.
0: And then Mama was like, "I love these questions.
2: I was so good." So where were you? You must have liked them because you came I mean, up with them. I mean, I wrote them, them so.
0: <laughs> I thought they were pretty neutral. We're not getting yeah. into anything too crazy. Uh, what are your deepest, darkest fears? <laughs> that's not on there. No, that's oh. what I'm saying. I, I didn't do that. Um, I tried to stay respectful. So uh, the first question What is something that God is speaking uh, or teaching or doing in your life lately?
2: Well, there's a phrase that I have just been rehearsing over and over and over. It's been a part of my prayer every day and, um, and it is to be fully awakened to the power and the presence of the Holy spirit in my life. And uh, I think the more, aware I am of what God is saying and doing and what he's speaking to me uh it it will not only bring me greater measures of peace but be very aware of what he's doing so I can partner with him so that encapsulating and making it very short that has been my my prayer and my focus
0: in this season We well, don't have to make it really short because we're, we might need you to fill,
2: fill <laughs> Well <up space. laughs> uh uh, I love, you know, all the revival that's taking place and I love how um, God just moves upon a young generation and within that young generation, I mean, any, I mean, it's beautiful because hey, they're at school, they're doing it at school, they're doing it in the universities. And and I just value uh, all the leadership of those universities that are very aware of the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit in their life and making room for that. Um, but I also am aware that... Uh, people who have to get up every day and go to work and they have responsibilities and they got three or four kids at home and they have all those things going. They don't always have the ability to spend 80 hours Mm -hmm. in the midst of quote unquote, a revival. But with that said, and I'm not minimizing the power of revival, but with that said, uh, Lord, I want a personal revival Mm. because if, uh, I'm very aware of the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit in my life. There will be a personal revival. And out of that place, uh, it will empower me to be a greater light in the dark world. So if I'm lit up on the inside, then wherever I go, then I take what I have and I take what God's revealing and it just becomes a part of who I am. Because without revival our personal intrinsic revivals will never really see an awakening if there's 98% of the body of Christ you know scattered throughout the marketplace arenas uh, they need that personal revival to be a light in those places and that's really what brings an awakening you know to our world yeah so that's kind of where my thoughts and mind have been because i'm in both ministry and marketplace so what the spirit of god's doing inside of me lord how can i take that into the marketplace arena how can my personal revival be a catalyst for awakening in the things that i do there so that's kind of been melody's so little kind of like
0: a more focused attention on the holy spirit holy spirit's presence
2: yeah and and when the holy spirit speaks to us and even being aware so often we're trying to get something when we already have it mm-hmm. so when you think of revival that's the spirit of god inside of me right when i become very aware of his power and his presence that is a personal revival yeah. you know every encounter we have with the lord that's like a personal revival and so if that has got my attention then basically uh I will recognize what I have in him, what he has placed inside of me, and instead of asking God to do something he's already done or try to get something from God I've already got, I just begin to make steps with our partnership. Yeah. So I'm not begging him for something, I'm just aware of the desire, <laughs> He desires to move 24-7, you know. Yeah. He's not holding anything back from any of us. Uh, it's just if we hunger and thirst after righteousness, we will be filled. If we seek, we'll find. If we knock, it will be opened. There's mm-hmm. nothing He is withholding from us. And so I'm challenging my soul every morning, be very aware of the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit.
0: Yeah. So that's kind of
2: my little... Current journey,
0: yeah. I think I'm learning with the Lord how to be still and know that He is God more and more. Um, I'm a doer. I'm a go getter. I don't always like waiting for a process <laughs> to take place. I just kind of want to plow through and get it done. Um, but I like through some shiftings in my in my life. Like I've gone from a place of being just stressed out all the time and overwhelmed and like just uh, feeling a lot of pressure to just through some shifts that I've made. um, I was going to, I don't know if I should mention why. Sure. (laughs) sure. So
2: Uh, sell it, honey.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, You can sell it. But so um, mama Melody has been doing a uh, science called axiogenics and it's, do you want to explain it? You'll well, explain it. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just quickly.
2: Yeah, I'm certified in axiogenics, which is the mind-brain science of value generation, and it deals with our uh, subjective and our objective thinking. And so, we when we can shift from our subjective thinking to objective thinking, mm-hmm. then we will be able to make decisions out of peace. So it's. It's yeah. very powerful. So
0: through the, this process, the beginning of this process, uh, just some things have shifted in my mind of where before it was all about um, you know, kind of like winning or, or like goal and doing, um, just kind of shifting some perspectives. I've really found myself in a place where I'm not stressed out and I'm not overwhelmed and I'm not like feeling overworked and all of these things. And so now I am finding myself with like time on my hands <laughs> and it's a new sensation for me. But I'm also realizing through that process how ingrained it is and yeah. has been in me to always be doing. Um, and so I've even like noticed myself, like I, I kind of, uh, I'm not on social media as much as I was, but I find myself checking my, my to-do app or my, like my notes app or my goals app. Like I, I go to those just instinctually all the time. Like if I have a down moment, I'm going to those, and I started to go. Why do you do this? Why mm. can't you just rest? Why can't you just, you know, be in the moment? Why are you always trying to think of the next thing to do or build or uh, or grow? And and I that those things are in me. I'm always going to want to advance and grow and build, um, and those are gifts. But the the backside of it is where before that would have driven me to a place of overwhelm and a place of feeling like the weight was all on my shoulders. Now I'm finding stillness and not knowing what to do with it. (laughs) And uh, You'll go out with joy and be led forth with peace. Yeah. 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 So now I'm experiencing peace in one element, like in my soul and in my heart and in my body, my body's going, okay, what can we do next? What can we, (laughs) and so I'm, I'm learning with the Lord what it, what it looks like to, um, rest and to nurture and to, um, you know, even care in my relationship with the Lord, where it's, it's not just a multitasking thing where I'm, you know, praying, you know, I'm having a conversation with God all day, but that conversation sounds like help me Jesus and Oh, give me peace. I need peace to where it's just more of a, Hey, I'm connecting with you. I want, I want to spend time with you. I want to be with you. Um, so, that's where I'm kind of at right now is learning, um, presence. Like I just had a random thought the other day I was driving of, um, if I gave my life to prayer, would I be less productive? And I never, I'm not like a, you know, I don't spend hours a day praying or anything like that, but it was just kind of a thought of like, if I just lived in communion with the Lord, would it make my life less valuable? Would it make my, Uh, life less productive. And so I I don't know if that was, you know, my mind or the Holy Spirit or both, but um, it's just got me thinking like, maybe my value isn't all in what I do and what I can overcome and (laughs) what I can plow through and get done. Um, Maybe I can still accomplish and still have, I don't know, peace and enjoy Life and what I do without all the stresses of it all. Well,
2: well, you're laboring. Your investment is not driven. Yeah, but you are led into those things, and that's a different mindset. You know, you're you're not stepping into obligation. I have to, I should, I must, yeah. but out of a, a very clear choice because it holds value. Yeah. You have a lot of value to give, but you're not driven to give that value to make yourself feel better. Yeah. You. But you have that value to give. And when you can do that out of choice and being comfortable and being peaceful in that, that's why you produce a whole lot more because <laughs> yeah. you're yeah, not it striving. It's not like I'm doing
0: less. It's not yes. like I just made all these choices that I'm going to not do anything. Um, it's just a shift of mm-hmm. perspective. perspective. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yay. We ought to package that. <laughs> I'll put it you on can my use website it as, a t- <laughs> as a testimonial. <laughs> That's good.
1: So oh. I guess you're waiting on well, me. Well, now. you're on oh,
2: your turn.
1: <laughs> when, when I saw this question, I thought. You know, my communication with God is this ongoing conversation. Yeah. And it's not necessarily like, I guess the question is, is there a theme that God is like bringing up over and over again? And so I, I was thinking of it in those terms. What What is God consistently bringing up in conversation? Because in reality, I think if we have relationship we're inviting him into our life at all times, in yeah. all places, in all situations, and some are super personal, and some are really practical. And so, I took this question more as, you know, what what is the theme that God mm-hmm. is always yeah. kind of bringing up? And and I would say, the theme is freedom for mm. me, and. And I I thought of the scripture verse, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, or where the spirit is Lord, there is freedom. And so as I welcome him into my day-to-day, as I welcome him into a situation or a thought process, as I surrender to his leading and his presence, there's going to be freedom. Mm -hmm. And so I would say the theme of what God has been speaking to me is he's just challenging my thoughts that keep me bound and keep Mm -hmm. me limited. And um, now that I said the personal aspect, I I also thought of a a side note that I I think one of the reasons, you know, when, when I see this question of like, what has God been speaking to you lately? I think that there are people who are like, I don't know. I don't know yeah. if God is speaking to me. Yeah. So for me, that question is really natural because I've always invited God into um, my situation, and I've always uh, quieted myself um, and learned how to do that. And by reason of youth use, use, I have my senses exercised. So I was looking. I also looked at this question as like you know maybe there's some people that are like, I don't know. I don't know if God is speaking mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. Is that just thoughts in my head? And and so I just wanted to add this side note uh, to this question, but the key to hearing God is to learn how to quiet yourself. Mm. And and I believe that this is one of the main reasons why people find it difficult to hear God because there is too many internal and external distractions. Yeah. And so how do we connect with the voice of God well and it's not always like a quiet place you got to find your quiet place Mm -hmm. in the closet I'm I'm sometimes it's quieting yourself yes and quieting the distractions like if all you're doing is feeding yourself on uh the news you know you're gonna see everything through that grid and and it's gonna I think can really hinder you from connecting to what God is actually saying yeah. instead of what the talking heads are saying. Um, and so sometimes it's internal distractions. Sometimes it's voices of shame or or uh, discontentment or, or whatever it is. And so if you want to, how can I put this? If you want to develop uh, learning how to hear the voice of God, I think the first thing that you have to do is learn how to quiet yourself. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's turning off external distractions, but also it's learning how to um, just turn off the noise with inside of you. And, you know, one of the ways that you can do that is read scripture and meditate on scripture. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a great starting place. Um, But like I said before, sometimes you just got to get out all the distractions and all the junk. And so, and maybe it's just that teacher in me. It's like, yeah, this personal question was nice, but how can we... Uh... So for me personally, God is always challenging thoughts that will either try to limit me or um, bring bondage. And the side note is if you want to grow in hearing the voice of God and and have that ongoing re- Uh, conversation with him, you have to learn to silence those distractions, either external or internal. Mm
2: -hmm. And even though these questions are personal, one thing that I've learned is when I hear someone else speak... I can just pull out those nuggets and and apply them to my life and say I never thought of it that way or I love the word that Katie used or Joel used and and apply it. So we really can learn and grow and receive by hearing what somebody else's experience. You think of the power of the testimony. You know, testimony builds faith in us. And so someone else's journey can help us go wow, it's not just me, yeah. you know, it, it's...
1: That's why I think this question was asked, because it's kind of like, well, if God's been speaking this to you, this could encourage someone else, yeah. exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. Or or someone could be like, wow, God's saying the same thing to me. Like, mm-hmm. this is what God is doing, so...
0: I actually think one of the most powerful conversations or... Um, I don't know, like in the in the church and I, I'd like to do it more is when you're with people and you begin to share what God is doing in your life, there is like a presence of God that hovers in that conversation because, um, and you're not trying to fix each other. You're not trying to like give each other the you know, it's not even a sounding board situation. You're just simply sharing what God is doing in your life. And just in that there is a presence of the Lord. I think that just um, carries that, that power of testimony, that power of, of um, unity of just even inviting him in that space, I think is really powerful. So, I mean, even like, as you were talking, you said, um, you know, we know the scripture of uh, where the spirit is Lord, where you make him the the Lord, the the master, the ruler, there is freedom. Mm-hmm. And so there's just such humility in that. There's such trust in that. There's such sonship in that when a father can point out or a Lord can point out, hey, this area is hurting you. It's holding you in bondage and, and being in that relationship to where that's not a... Condemnation—that that's not a wagging finger in your face, but that's a, a pl- from coming from a place of love that you can receive that and actually go, oh, I I can see what you're saying now, and I want to be free in that area.
1: Many times people don't get answers now. I can, and this is a generalization, but sometimes we don't get answers is because we don't ask. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, now some people is like I've been asking for forty years and I still haven't. <laughs> well, I don't I don't know what to say about that. But I do think sometimes we just live our life and we just live out of reaction versus maybe stepping back and saying Holy Spirit, what are you doing? What are you saying? Uh, what is your perspective on this situation?
2: You said about, oh, I keep asking, it doesn't happen. The Bible says, you keep asking and you don't receive. Why? Because we ask amiss. Mm -hmm. And so if if we're asking God to give us or do for us or reveal to us, and that thing that we're wanting is not good for us, like you would never, when your kids were two years old, you never would have handed them a butcher knife. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so uh, our Father loves us so much. He keeps the main thing, the main thing, and um, you know, it's—he's uh, not a sugar daddy or a Santa Claus. He's—he loves us so much that. Uh, he just doesn't want to give to us. He wants to uh, impart to us a revelation, and it's out of that revelation that we can receive what he's already given rather than begging him to do something for us uh, without us, our perspectives changing or or our, our beliefs aligning with his, that type of thing. Uh, you know, our propensity is to get God to do for us, but not necessarily uh, be in that place of really caring about his presence. And when another, we're talking about relationship.
1: Another perspective, uh, and I can say this personally, sometimes we're like, well, God hasn't spoken or he's not speaking, but it really comes back to, I didn't like what he said. No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and We're waiting for a different answer. Yeah, <laughs> It's kind of like, uh, Uh, Sometimes the next step isn't revealed until we took the one that we were instructed to take. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes we want the end. We want the end result now, but we're not willing to walk through the door that's in front of us now. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's a possibility, too. I'm not saying that for everyone, but.
2: And that's why God says how many times? What is it, 365 times in the Bible where it says, Fear not. Because so often it's our fears that keep us from going through that door when he says, I want you to go here or do this or whatever, or be this. But I love what you talked about earlier, Katie, you have shifted from just the thoughts of doing to being and out of being now you do, but you do from being and That is a very powerful place. And that's where I think that we really feel more peace. We feel more connected to the spirit of God because God cares so much more about who we are than what we do. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, you know, we think it's all about what we're called to do when in actuality he cares more of us more about us being conformed to the image of Christ. and
1: But I will say that they're tied together.
2: Yeah. Yes, they are. Exactly. They're,
1: they're not separate. Like, I agree with you that God cares about who we are, but yeah. who we are is also tied to our function. And when you don't fulfill your function, that's where there's dysfunction.
2: Oh, that's good. <laughs> That was free. That was free. That, <laughs> that was, was free. a good one right there. I thought, oh, that's a quote. I could use that one.
1: Yeah. That and then she message? quotes it wrong and I just rolled my eyes. I'm like, oh. She's
0: like, he's like, don't put my name on it if you're going to say it wrong. interpretation to Joel's quote.
1: Yeah, I'll preach something and then, oh, this is what... I was like, I didn't even say that. I don't even know where that came from.
0: That's a false doctrine. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but you were talking about it, Katie, where you just said now you have this extra time. Why? Wow, you focus on being. So then the doing, you were able to produce so much more quicker and in peace yeah. than you did before when you were trying so hard to work so hard. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's amazing. Yeah. Now the the part I'm learning is like, cause I still the instinct is still fill the space. <laughs> Like, mm-hmm. fill the time, fill the space. So now it's just like being led by the Holy Spirit of what to do in that time, which is uncomfortable, to be honest, but <laughs> but it's good.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, I think th- that this next question kind of fits with the last one. Yeah. So what is something that you have struggled with or are working on either now or in the past? So hopefully you're inviting the Holy Spirit into that, right? So that's why I think it connects with the last one. So uh, who wants to bear their soul first?
0: (laughs) I mean, I think something I just realized, I don't know, a couple years ago as I was growing in another area of my life is just how much I have uh, struggled with pride (laughs) in different areas. And I think we probably all do ego pride um, in different ways, but... um, just recognizing how a lot of times I just think that I have a better way of doing things or I have a, a better answer or, um,
1: your way or the highway, <laughs> my
0: way or the highway I may or may not have been accused of that. Um, but just recognizing that, um, some of my strengths in areas where like i i am confident in some of my abilities and skills and who i am can very much become a weakness when uh, when they're not kept in check and they're not they're not coded in humility and um so it's an area i'm just continually working on uh, probably will be through the end of time <laughs> but just checking my ego and pride and making sure um, that i'm okay in the backseat because that's not my preferred place to be. <laughs> there, I kept it quick.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean that was real that was really good. And it might be a struggle, but it also sounds like heaven's processes, you know, to empower you.
0: I mean maturity, I would hope. It's yeah, it's exactly. The process of maturity as well.
2: So mine's kind of like the opposite. It's <laughs> it's not as not so much now, uh, Because God's just doing so many beautiful things.
1: No, no, no. No, I I can
2: feel growth in it. I'm not saying I've arrived, but I feel much more growth in it. Well,
1: I always tease you and say that you love more than Jesus does. (laughs) No,
2: No, that's not true. For
1: humanity.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I I do have a passion for that. (laughs) Um, uh, But with all that said, I think the biggest struggle I had, and I'm still a work in progress in it, uh, even though it's better, is not seeing the value i hold and um you know i i love giving i love serving you know i i can look i can look at you and see your value. I can look at all of humanity, no matter the crazy things that someone might do. And I just love them. Uh, I mean, years ago, I would work with you so many young people, they got saved and they came in out of really crazy stuff and they would do crazy things in the church. And some people in the church were like, oh, they're like freaking out. And I'm going, oh, don't you love them? They're growing, <laughs> you know, and I would just have such tolerance and compassion and, and I could see such value value in them. But at the same time, I could not see that same measure of value in me. So I have to rise up and be perfect and do these things and fulfill expectations and, you know, accomplish all this and do things right. And I place all these demands on myself. Um, that were really unrealistic really um i didn't realize it then but it was really to try to find uh, a greater semblance or awareness or or knowledge that ah melody you hold value you you you've got some good in you and that you 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 hold wisdom you know, and and that's something I have really undervalued is the wisdom that I held. So I always, even if I was a leader, would always give preference to somebody else's wisdom or somebody else's knowledge or somebody else's skills rather than allowing what I do hold and bring that to the table because I, I didn't see the fullness of that value. And um, so...
0: I mean to be honest, I think you still do that to some yes, extent. Yes, <laughs> I do.
2: I find that's why I say I'm a work in progress because yeah. I find myself uh, not like
0: in this big like you know shame cloud way, but but you're always like mm-hmm. like you were just sharing before we were recording. You were like, oh, I didn't think I did good, and people were raving over it. Like what you carry is super valuable.
2: Yeah, and but I'm not seeing it yeah. to the the full capacity, and and it's not like I'm afraid of being prideful. I'd probably You know, that's probably not where I've ever been because of the shame I lived in. But honestly, pride is just shame, but on the other end of the spectrum. But... but in the midst of this, the scripture I love in Ephesians 1 four, it says, God chose us in him before the foundations of the world. Then verse 13, it says, and having believed, you were sealed unto your inheritance. And then in 17 and 18, it says, I, I pray that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened, that you would know the hope of your calling and know the riches of the glorious inheritance, you know, not just in everybody else but in me yeah. there's this glorious inheritance in me and um uh, and I'm I know I'm getting better I can feel that I'm getting better but uh I do know that that's something I'm a work in progress in as well yeah
1: so so it's my turn yeah
2: it's your <laughs> turn
1: well this is coming from doing some of this axiogenics
2: uh-huh. <laughs> Yay, Joel's my (laughs) next one. (laughs) Or Joel is my one.
1: (laughs) So I'm learning that that I need to start making decisions and living life from a place of joy rather than a place of obligation. Mm -hmm. And when I live out of obligation, I find myself in cycles of frustration and resentment. Now, if you want me to expound on this more, I'm not sure I can quite articulate it because I'm still trying to work it out. Mm -hmm. Maybe after a few more sessions. Um, (laughs) So maybe after a couple more episodes, I can expound expound on it more. But that's kind of what I'm working on now is trying to make decisions, live life from a place of peace and joy and passion um, and not from a place of obligation. Now I will say obligation. And maybe this is speaking from my bias, but <laughs> um obligation isn't necessarily bad. Um but if you live from that place it can keep you in negative cycles of yeah. stuff so.
2: Yeah, when you should have to must. Yeah. Then it wears you out. And even as you were talking, yeah. Katie, earlier, I don't know where you were in, in those, but uh when you think about obligation, you know, I'm driven, I have to do all this, and yeah. I must do all this. When when that is driving you, it exhausts you. Yeah. You get so tired. And uh and you're expending your e- so much emotional energies trying to do all these things you have to do, you must do. Uh, That Well, and
0: then like for me, what would happen is like I'd get to that place where I like hit a boiling point and then I'm like just anesthetized, just like, just feel good, just do something, just forget it all. Um, Eat a half
2: gallon of ice cream. uh, Yeah, (laughs) like just do something
0: wild and then like, okay, and then I feel, you know, remorse and regret (laughs) and then, you know, you build back up, but it's just like this never ending. Right. Which is crazy because like now... Like I'm exercising every day and I'm enjoying it. Whoa. And I could never have said
2: that
0: <laughs> oh, wow. <before>. Wow, you're <laughs> so, enjoying it. I'm just like noticing the changes like instead of like the the downward spiral of like let me just I just need a break to now it's like no this is good for me. Like this is nurturing. This is care, caring for me. So that is powerful isn't that
2: true well I have to eat good I must eat good so everything inside of you resists eating good well it's just you more like you have, you have to. to
0: I need to keep going I need to keep plowing through I need to keep accomplishing mm-hmm. very goal, you know, get get there and when you're doing that you're not really caring for yourself you're mm-hmm. just plowing mm-hmm. so but yes very good well thank you for bearing your soul
1: oh wow <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> I'm a soul is bearer. It, I'm a soul. <laughs> is
0: that what you do? Oh, I thought you were going to say I'm a soul man. <laughs> that would have been that would have been pop. <laughs> saying? All right. Uh, next question. Are we ready for the next question? Yep. We're good. Okay. Uh, with your current perspective, what is something that you would want to go back and tell your younger self? I would tell myself to learn Spanish. Like, I wouldn't just be like, you're learning Spanish. You will want this in your future. <laughs> but now I just wish I knew Spanish.
1: Oh, I didn't think of it in those terms. Oh, but you I can, would probably I have other say, things
0: too, but that was a
1: easy one. Well, sugar is nice, but isn't, <laughs> it doesn't end well.
2: Oh. Yeah. Skateboards are a nice idea, but. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. But all the joy in life is just. Oh, no. Well, actually, what I wrote down was I would tell my younger self to learn to enjoy and live in the present. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And stop striving for what can be. Mm. And I was thinking how sometimes it's easier to live in the potential of the future rather than the reality of the now. Yeah. And so just enjoy the present, enjoy the moment. Uh, don't all, I think it's good to have vision and look towards the future, but, um, sometimes we can try to escape reality. Oh, there's a, there's a potential future that is good that if we just were more present, we -hmm. could prepare for the future. But I think sometimes people, uh, stay stagnant because they don't want to live in the now. They're always, their heads always in the future. Yeah.
0: I, yeah, I actually had good. a similar one for myself was like, I would tell myself, like, it's not as high stakes as you
1: think. Like, just, just, it's okay. Just live. Just enjoy. Just That's a nicer way than I would say now. It's like, it's not that important. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, it's important, but it's not, it's important that you're in the present, that you're learning, that you're failing, that you're making mistakes, that you're growing, all
1: Of those things, well, I was coming from the place of overvaluing, yeah, making yeah. a difference, yeah,
2: right,
0: okay,
1: yeah. Oh,
2: yeah, we're having axiogenics <laughs> woven into all this stuff,
0: <laughs> but for me, it's Can just you like imagine where we'll be as a staff yeah, when yeah. everybody's on the it's so beautiful, <laughs> but that's what I tell kids now like, there's so much pressure and there's so much anxiety, even from little kids up through young adults. I'm like it's not as high stakes as mm-hmm. you think. It's mm-hmm. not like you disregard the important things, but this pressure, this like just fear that is just mongering in our culture that like you have to have everything figured out and like, you know, all the self-help and everything like reach your goals. All Like all those things are good, but I just think like it's too much pressure. So for me, for myself, if I could say that to myself, and that's what I now say to younger people, is like, live a life well now, mm-hmm. live, learn, grow, um, but it's just not as high stakes as like, everybody makes it out to be. Yeah, I love
2: that about living in the present because it's it's not even about the mistakes. It, it's like really enjoying the present. Yeah, it, It's like, wow, this moment, like, What we're doing right now, just enjoying it. Yeah. Like, what a blessing, what an honor to be with two amazing people and just doing life together. Now we're kind of doing our life together publicly at this moment, but this is really valuable. This is really beautiful. And when we can just enjoy it, then really what we bring to the table, will have... A much greater measure of life on it than okay. Let's get another episode done. You know, it's just like it's a completely different feel. You know, when we can live for the moment. Yeah, I really live in the present. That's good, y'all.
1: Did you say live for the moment? No, live in <laughs> the present. What, that's what I said, you said. It, but I didn't mean it, so
2: I corrected myself. <laughs>
1: Was that a... live
2: in the present?
1: <laughs> Enjoy well, the Melody present said. <laughs> because well, I yeah, never but, heard that come out of your yeah. mouth ever.
2: <laughs> well, and to now live we fully know where my biases to, come from. Uh, uh, really, to live fully in the moment is a good thing. My husband's enjoying me living more fully in the moment, yeah. And uh, I mean, we just like it's like a major date, not out of lack, but out of we're just hopping in the car and going to get groceries at Costco. We're like, we're having so much fun. Isn't this so nice? You know, and it's just, uh, we're just enjoying the simple things of life. And that's You're beautiful. are
0: living in the moment, not for the moment. Yeah, that's- yeah, in the moment. Yeah.
2: So actually mine uh, that I would have told my younger self was you are worth investment. You know, um, just making more investment into my life and uh, pursuing, you know, mentors to speak into my life. Um, I probably spent most of my time saying, well, how, uh, oh, my mentors are the ones I serve when really, I mean, mentors are there to mentor you. I'm coming to you because I need you or I desire you to invest into me rather than let me serve you and maybe I can glean some knowledge from you. Um, so I kind of did it the opposite way. I, I, I labored serving mm-hmm. individuals, Uh, through maybe osmosis trying to gain something uh, when in actuality I could have been very, very deliberate in recognizing I was worth being invested into. Because the fact is, if I don't receive, I don't have as much to give. Uh, If my cup is half empty, then I'm in needy mode rather than my cup overflowing and being in abundance mode. So... um, you know, I just see some of those years that I was sabotaging my ability uh, to do the things I desired to do because I never took the time to really invest into myself. And then as I began to grow older uh, and I started doing things, I remember uh, I had one, not my most recent certification, but the first certification I received, it was like, Oh my gosh, I agonized over that because that was very expensive. You know, it was, I think, like it was $4,000 or something. And, um, and I go, I can't do that. $4,000, I can't do that. Um, and Stephen, I said, Stephen, what should I do? And he said, Melody, are you going to invest in what you already know and have? Or are you going to invest in what you can be? And it just shocked me when he said that. I felt like I got slapped in the face. So I took the risk and and we really didn't have 4,000, but we scratched it together and I did that and it so impacted my life and it, it brought so much more value, not just to me, but what I could give. And uh, And then from that, then I went to a master trainer in that certification, which was another 11,000 dollars worth of stuff and uh like what am i doing but that financial investment produced such dividends and now this past year i won't tell you the amount of money that was but you know making another huge investment but it it caused it <sighs> I'm worth it the investment. It has the potential
1: of great return.
2: It sure does for me and for every person I'm in, in contact with. So, yeah, it's like you're worth being invested into, you know, be willing to pay the price to be invested into, Um People pay money to go to a counselor or to get healed. Well, you might not need this major healing or this major counseling, but you can you can pay a price to be invested into. It can just transform the rest of your life. So, if I would have done that earlier in my lifetime, um, I believe. Well, I don't want to say God uses everything. As you were talking.
1: I was thinking of other things I would tell my younger self. What? And one of them would be don't worry so much of what people think.
2: Oh, exactly.
1: I think that's probably true for most people. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is take don't take things so personal mm. because a lot of times people are just, they treat you in certain ways because how they view themselves or right. like, Um, So take things less personal and um, don't worry about, like, you don't want to be like, I don't care what people think, but don't worry so much about it.
2: You're not controlled by what people think.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I heard a quote. Maybe I'll cut this out because I don't remember it too much, but it was basically like... You'll stop worrying about what people think of you when you realize how they really don't think about you that much <laughs> yeah. anyways. Yeah.
2: yeah, I heard something like that. That's pretty good.
1: <laughs> yeah, like you're so consumed with what people think of you, but they're probably not even hardly even thinking about yeah, no. you. So <laughs> yeah. um I probably butchered it. So but you got the, the concept. I got yeah. the point across. Yeah.
0: Hey guys, Katie here. If you've listened to this podcast for very long, you've probably heard me talk about the periods in my life where I struggled with really gripping fear and anxiety. And for a long time, I lived really ignorant of how fear was influencing my life. And unfortunately, it got to the point where uh, it was so bad that I just, I needed help. I needed to know how to get out of this. And so gaining revelation on the topic of fear really helped me to realize my power in this area and how I could literally change my life by working with the the God-designed tools and design that he's put inside of me. So I want to invite you uh, to take our e-course on this topic that's called Powerful Life Without Fear. And it's taught by one of our Life Exchange co-hosts, Dr. Melody Hilton. This class is so impactful because it takes a holistic approach at identifying, disarming, and combating fears so that you can be powerful in defeating this giant that loves to appear so big in our lives. So I encourage you to check out the powerful Life Without Fear class at classes.givinglight.org. And because we love our listeners, uh, we're offering a 20% off discount for you if you use the code LIFEXCHANGE at checkout. So again, that's classes.givinglight.org. And if you use the code LIFEXCHANGE, you'll get 20% off this class or any of the classes that you find there.
1: Well, let's go to the next one. All right.
0: Okay. What is the best compliment you personally could receive? So if you were going to get a compliment from someone, what would like mean the most to you?
1: Well, I don't know if this is a compliment. So I looked up what compliment means. <laughs> <laughs> Just means a, a
2: cognitive person right there.
1: <laughs> it means a polite expression of praise and admiration. Ooh. And so I still don't know if this is a compliment, but... I would say the biggest compliment I could receive is to be understood. Mm. And the reason I say that is because to be understood, it actually requires effort on another person's part to see beyond their perspective. And so that tells me that they really care about me and not just their point of view. So like hearing, Oh, good job. Um, You know, that was nice work. Um, But when that's nice to hear, but when someone can understand why I did what I did, that means so much more because they are basically willing to see beyond their, you know, or being willing, willing to understand who, who I am. Mm -hmm. And I, I find that people find it easy to praise when it benefits them personally, like, Mm. oh, thank you so much that ministered to me, or I appreciate that, or great job, right? That as a pastor, you know, that really ministered to me. But for someone to maybe not necessarily like what I've done, but they can see the heart behind it Mm. or the motive behind it, uh, I think that's um, a bigger compliment because I see that the person values who I am, not just what I do
2: that is very good. administered to me. <laughs> Cuz I'm thinking man, mine just kind of goes with the one before about and mine was uh uh the best compliment would be I feel loved by you or I feel safe with you. And what you just shared just brought some not in a negative way, but some correction because my compliment that ministers to me is it's what, what you I've done for somebody s- else yeah. rather than what they see in me. Mm-hmm. Maybe I could say, you know, maybe someone say you are loving.
1: So or you're getting the see- val- you're finding value in yourself by how what you do for people.
2: Right. As profound, I have to think about this. This that's really, really good. And because what you just shared was just it's so true when you're talking to someone and they say, Wow, I understand where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. You know, because
1: I'm, they have to be willing to challenge their own perspective.
2: Yeah, and just willing to listen yeah. and to care. Like yeah. I care for you. Yeah. That really is a high compliment.
1: So you're stealing mine, is that what you're saying?
2: Maybe. <laughs> Because it's probably like, more valuegenic.
1: I'll be coaching her pretty soon. Yeah, there you go.
2: <laughs> yeah, so I'll just throw the rest of my comments oh, out about that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See how when you listen to other people share, it just yeah.
0: it well, ministers to you. I can sort of piggyback because I also had when someone says that they feel like they can be themselves around me. Mm. So I had because people that happens a lot. Like you, know, you just like see somebody in the grocery store and they just start spilling their guts and they're like, I don't know why I'm doing this <laughs> or like I you just bring this out. Like I'm like, I don't know. I just am here. Like I didn't really need to hear all your life story right now, but. I'm like, it makes me feel good that they feel safe. But another one that I had written down, which is more like in the way of what you were saying, Joel, is like when someone says that they just enjoy being with me, like, and that speaks to like childhood biases and all (laughs) this garbage to where like the belief system of like people just want something from me. But so like if someone just says like, I just really enjoy your company, that to me like speaks to like, the depths of my soul like like that and it it almost like I still have to like work to believe that um but like to me that is like if I really feel that from a person that it's genuine that's like high high compliment it's very high valuing comment to me <laughs> that is so. awesome
1: so the compliment like I was saying before it's like a true like a compliment that I value is this is what I've. This is why I value who you are, not just what you do. Yeah, right. Um, and and I talked a little bit about this before, but this per- person didn't say it as a compliment. They were just saying, "Wow, it really blessed me by how authentic you were." Mm. And I was like, "Oh, thanks. I appreciate that." So it, it was a value. I was being valued for who I actually was. Yeah. And so yeah. So I would say that would be for me the greatest compliment. Hey, I'm not saying that you can't compliment me on things that I do. I'll I'll take any compliment you want to give me. But like, if you can say, wow, I didn't understand this or this challenged me, but I really see your heart behind it.
2: Because there's something really powerful in loving the person above what they do. And I think that's why what you carried was much it held. It holds a whole lot more value than, you know. I, I appreciate all that you do. That is a compliment, and that's good because what we do is valuable. But when it goes to a higher level where they're just valuing you, period. That's. That's, and that's healthy. And I think this also comes from being,
1: being in ministry for many years. Yeah. Because the pain of your your intentions always being challenged or misrepresented. Um, and so if someone can accept me or really understand where I'm coming from, I place high value on that.
2: Yep. Somebody told me yesterday, they visited our, our church once or twice, and uh, they said, you are the healthiest church I've ever been in. When I walked in the church, you could feel how healthy it was, how safe it was. And when you were just saying what you just said there, Joel, about, you know, being in ministry the years and things Mm -hmm. being misconstrued and all that other kind of stuff that you go through, uh, I think about 10 years ago, we... Intentionally began to rebrand the church and intentionally began to change the culture. Change the culture of the church to be a play, a gossip-free zone, a prejudice-free zone, a place of safety. Because uh, it wasn't just for everybody else; it was for us as well. <laughs> because when it's there, it benefits everyone. Mm-hmm. It's good for us who lead. It's good for. Uh, Every single person, you know, just the visitor walking in the door, uh, it, it, that culture just so, uh, it's just so good for the whole church. And it's probably why I enjoy pastoring more now than I ever did in my entire life, because I'm not walking on eggshells, you know, I'm not afraid, you know, that.
1: But that's also a more internal battle.
2: Yeah. Yes. And So then the freer you are, right?
1: Yeah. The the freer your ex, the freer you are, the more free you'll allow your external world to be.
2: Yes, that's true.
1: Because you're confident and you're secure and. Mm-hmm. You know. yeah. Wow. It, I I'm thinking in a couple of weeks, uh, someone will uh, message me and be like, "I value for who you are." I was like, "Oh, they must have listened to the podcast." <laughs> <laughs> Well, then they're listening. Yeah, that's it? awesome. They're uh, wanting to value like I said, that. I'll take. If you want to send a compliment my way, I'll, I'll take it.
0: I think some like you know you know we did like the love language test and all of that, but sometimes just knowing mm. what is the highest compliment for someone helps you to be able to express that and mm-hmm. fill their cup in that way. Mm-hmm. All right, we we did you have something else? No, No, we have one more question. We have one more question. So
1: I do have something else. Okay. We have one more question. I just saw
0: your... You went towards the mic. So, all right. Uh, The last question. What is a resource that you would recommend that has impacted your life?
2: You're looking at me. This one was my hard question. Really? Yes. It was a very hard question because... The resources I'm reading now, I would not even tell you what they are because nobody would want to pay the money to buy the book, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, it's it's not so much a,
1: a Christian resource. And being resource. a pastor uh, <laughs> for so long it's like, well, the Bible, right? Yeah, like, right.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, but so I thought, okay, what spiritually speaking, uh, what I think is a great resource is uh, Bishop Bill Hammond, Dr. Bill Hammond's uh, book, his trilogy on the prophetic. Uh, I think that trilogy is so good, and uh, it 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 doesn't just focus on gift and the spiritual end of it but the character end of it and it and it brings one of the one of the trilogy it talks about the pitfalls uh and things to protect so that the prophetic is released in uh, purity so i think if you have a desire to hear the voice of god clear i think that's that three uh books um are are great and equipping and so the scripture that i want to give with that is uh is acts twenty two fourteen that it says the god of our ancestors or our fathers has chosen us to know his will to see the righteous one and to hear the words of his mouth so if god chose us for those things the more we can equip ourselves to hear the voice of god um the and we talked about it. You talked about it earlier on, Joel. Uh, with the first question, is like learning to hear the voice of God is is really imperative uh, for our our walk. So my sheep hear my voice, and the voice of a stranger they don't follow. So that became my
0: resource.
1: <laughs> okay, Katie is like you took this very seriously.
0: <laughs> no. I, I mean, was, those books were very formative yeah, for me yeah. learning the prophetic, mm-hmm. especially the Pitfalls book because like I still. Remember, it just that the, the purity and the humility and the prophetic. Yeah, it's not where I would have taken the question, but it's, it was her answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to go next?
1: Well, yeah, I can. Um, now, I don't want you to roll your eyes when I answer this because I'm really saying this. I'm not saying this sarcastically, and I'm saying it with all seriousness one of the greatest resources that I've had that impacted my life the most was the internet oh yeah <laughs> okay so
0: especially because we weren't internet natives we didn't we weren't born with internet no
1: um I was thinking you know I, I it took me a while to even get a cell phone <laughs> longer you
0: know? than most yeah, yeah I was
1: like I don't know 27 I don't know I was I was older and I was like, I don't, I don't know. So Took me even know longer why.
0: to charge it.
1: Yeah, to carry it's crazy. it with him. <laughs> so I said all that um, to say, like the the amount of information that we have is pretty incredible. Like you can learn almost everything. Now I will add that I understand that not everything on the internet is accurate. Really? But going into that, like I, if if you understand that, you know, the internet is a great resource. For like theological perspectives, alternative worldviews, to how-to videos, to comedy, to connectivity, you know, and like I said, like, this is kind of like, I know that you were looking for how to connect with people. This no, book, not really. Oh, no? No. no just
0: so, a resource.
1: Yeah. The resource. And and one of the reasons why I didn't want to give a particular like book or like, I I just find like people are like... Um, it's kind of like when you, um, Hey, I have this really cool comedian that I really like. And well, I don't laugh at every joke. I just want to let you know, not every joke, you know,
0: I don't agree with every line of this yeah, book. So yeah, exactly. Gonna... It's
1: like, Oh, I like this man. You like that minister? Do you, do <laughs> you, you don't know? don't want to be canceled?
0: <laughs> That's what you're saying.
1: <laughs> so I just made it real broad, like the internet, you know, um. So, like, if you desire to learn and grow and be challenged, uh, we have access to it if you want it. So, so if you want specific things, I did have a couple things. So, um, but like I said, I wasn't saying it sarcastically, but I was saying like, I think the from podcast to like, yeah. yeah. So another one that's more specific is, I think it's called the Pastors Podcast. It's from Jesus Culture. See, I I name dropped, and then you're like, "Do you know Jesus culture believes this?" Uh, So, we are
0: allowed to say things that not everyone would agree with. I'm
1: more talking to people that may be listening. I know that you guys don't think that way. So, no, that's
0: what I'm saying. Yeah, we are allowed to say things that the whole world does not agree with. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, You know, you don't have to um, worry about what people think. That's what I would have told my younger self. So I like listening to this uh, pastor's podcast because it's nice hearing that you're not the only one going through something, yeah. right? And so sometimes leadership can be isolating, uh, which can make you lose perspective. So hearing these pastors talk about things that they experience or uh, victories that they have, you know, it, it, it was really encouraging. Another thing is just basic interview podcast. So whether it be a worship leader, a business leader, political, scientific to whatever, it's like finding little nuggets to maybe challenge your thinking. Um, I'm actually on a thing now where it's like, if you can't challenge what you believe, like how much do you really believe it? If you're Mm -hmm. afraid to like challenge uh, some of your worldviews or how you think of something, then you just you rather feel safety of the bubble or safety of the group or safety of the tribe versus, yeah. um, you know, That's um, good. experiencing or not even experience, hearing different perspectives and be like, yeah, I agree with that. I don't agree with that, you know.
0: Um, it's a much more p- mature perspective than... Yeah.
1: Like strong me on belongs to those who are full age for by reason of use have their sex, uh, sexes. Uh, <laughs> See see where I'm That's going with the this? Passion Th- this is a passage translation. Yeah, I've gotten to the point now. I don't know if this is right, but I just like when I post things like a scripture verse online, I don't put like the translation. Mm-hmm. I was like, if you're that worried about it, you can just go on and look yourself. Yeah. Like <laughs> anyway, some people might not agree with that because but whatever. Like, worry less what people think. I need to tell myself that.
2: Hey, I've, I've done the, my melody paraphrases. I've gotten a scripture, and then I paraphrased it. Uh-huh. And then I put the melodies paraphrase of whatever scripture.
0: I've even mashed up, like, if I'm preaching, and then I've kind of stopped putting translations on too, unless it's, like, the Passion Translation. But, like, I'm like, I like the first part of the way they say it, and then the second part... Oh, so part, you kind of mix them so together. I like combine... <laughs> Which you know, say what you want,
1: but here come the <laughs> I know. the heretical, uh, <laughs> the heretic hunters.
2: So, who by reason our senses yeah, are? Yeah, our exercise. senses are. That's Hebrews five fourteen. Yeah. Yeah. He's yes.
0: quoting the Bible
2: <laughs> to discern both.
1: Good, any good? They're yeah, like maybe you should l- spend less time on the internet and <laughs> read the scripture. <laughs> Actually, and I read the Bible online, so <laughs> if that bothers you too,
2: <laughs> I love. Uh, that's where I do all my reading because I can make the font real big. Uh, <laughs> but uh, there's one I'm—I don't even know the name of it. It's Chat Something, but it's uh, artificial intelligence. It's dot .ai, mm-hmm. and I love it. Oh my gosh, I love it. It's better than the regular internet. And um, but. I go on. The and mark I, of the
1: beast. Yeah, must <laughs> the be mark. as
2: AI. And so I, I put in there uh, Dr. Melody Hilton quotes... I put that in to see what it would say. And it pulled up all all these quotes, but it was perfect punctuation, perfect. I'm like, oh my <laughs> gosh, they took my quote and just said it better than I said it. I got That's the scary part. <laughs> that was like good. So I just started cutting and pasting and making posts out of- Do you have to credit the robot? I don't think you have to credit the robot. You mean I don't
1: have to reach out to Katie and say, hey, can you write a short <laughs> paragraph for this?
2: You could Just probably say, "What in? is uh, here, Could you? what's the correct uh, – yeah, I never tried. What's the correct grammar or punctuation for the statement? But I got it. I said, isn't this – and then I said, uh, tell me about – Dr. Melody Hilton's book on Unmasking Prejudice. And it gave you this big, long thing of all these accolades. And I thought, I don't know if anybody's ever said this, but it was good. But it took points in my book. And I go, I'm going to cut and copy and paste that stuff. This is great. So that's become a resource for me.
1: Those are big what was conversations the one, happening now. Didn't you go now? on and review your own thing? And what was the name under oh, it? Yeah. What name what? did she use? You
0: you reviewed your own book on Amazon. You like used like... Oh, that was
2: way back in That was My like, Higher Living Leaders way well, back What when. was
1: her uh, alias? I think it was just Emmy. I, no, it wasn't. No, I don't no. know. I but don't but it was like anybody that knows her, like, oh, that's her. <laughs> Justice <laughs> like, Seeker <it> 101.
2: <laughs> I can't remember what it was. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, my. Oh, and let's be honest, uh, the Life Exchange podcast. Oh, yes. For oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, mine were one of mine was internet based too. Uh, the my local library's app, I'm an Google. audiobook person, and that is a resource that, like, uh, it's free. Um, they have a lot of options, and it's been oh, just a, and I don't have to go into the library because I never do that, but I, uh, I can just listen to tons of audiobooks on there. And it's free. Um, Another app, the Bible app, they have, uh, I use the one by you version. It's just called Bible, but they have reading plans on there that make it super easy. They can send you reminders. They can like, you know, if you're like, I like to check things off, um, like every day it'll say, you know, great job. It checks off that day. So that's been a great one.
2: We have a giving light app too. We do have a giving light app. You
0: can look at that one. This wasn't all about self-promotion, but (laughs) Um, I also love the Bible Project. I really like their resources, not just the videos uh, on YouTube, which um, there's a wealth there, but also their podcast. Um, um, A book that I read recently... Uh, Called Beholding by Strawn Coleman. So, in when I was talking in the beginning of like learning stillness, learning like how to rest, these type of things. You mean
1: the book that you listen to?
0: Yeah, I did. Listen, it's reading. (laughs) Um, But, and he is Australian, so he he reads it himself. So, Mm -hmm. if you listen to it, his accent is awesome. Maybe he's New Zealander. (laughs) He's not, he's from that part of the world. But yeah, Beholding by Strawn Coleman. Um, it talks a lot about like meditative prayer and resting and being in stillness. Uh, another book is The Ruthless Elim- Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer, um, along the same lines. Uh, those have been two that I have loved in my current process. And I'm also a big like I like the I like levity. <laughs> I You know, not everything needs to be so serious. So I like I listen to a lot of comedy podcasts, which I will not name drop because I don't want to be canceled either. But I think um,
1: those are those are well. You can say Nate Land. That's okay.
0: Yeah, I guess say Nate Land, Nate Bargatze. We're both fans of his. Um, But I I, I just like I like listening to comedy sometimes. Heard of him? Him. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) but it just you know sometimes you just need a dose of like humor comedy Those, yeah. that's a great resource for me so that's all I got well that's all I got alright Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode it was a little more personal I have another one of these planned which I didn't tell anybody about yet but <laughs> um, so we'll see if you like this or not let us know the email address is in the show notes uh, I believe it's life exchange podcast at gmail.com And um, yeah, that's all I got. Is that all you got? Yep. Words is done.
1: Words is done. All right. We'll see, (laughs) see
0: you next time.
1: Thanks for listening to Life Exchange. We'll be back next week with more conversation on topics of life and leadership. Until next time, be sure to check out our website at givinglight.org where you can learn more about our church and access loads of resources to help you grow in your walk with God and people. If you like what you heard today, we'd be grateful if you leave a five-star review and share with your friends. Be blessed. Remember to shine your light and have a great week. Thank you.